Hello, welcome back to On Track with John Ali. That's me. Hello, what's up? Last week, we took a break to focus on election madness, but we are happily back this week where I'll be sharing my interview with Jordan, aka Boy Radio, a gorgeous black talent from New York City with music, modeling, and years of NYC nightlife under his belt. We are going to dive into his upbringing, the birth of Boy Radio, his debut album, Pop That, Thirst Trapping, the music he's been working on, and so much more. Let's get on track. Hello, everybody. This is John Ali, and today we are on track with Brooklyn-based musician, model, talent, nightlife, socialite, boy radio. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Those are all good, yeah. That was my, uh, my attempt at your, a grand intro. No, that was super good. We just had to pretend that like there was a huge crowd like coming around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always am tempted to always just be so awkward, so I always want people to say like everything you said and then just be like, and also bouillon based soup or radio, <laughs> like, all of the things. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to like be here and have a conversation with you. Yeah. Thank I mean, you so much for, um, you actually put my songs on your playlist a few times. And, yes. Yes. And, and hyped me up and used some of my pictures for the, the picture, like the um, yeah, was, playlist you know, things. And we've been spreading you around. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. Getting people really to cool. know who you are. Super cool. It's really, really cool. We haven't like officially met until I feel like not even it was like a year ago. Maybe? Yeah, it was like we said like ten words to each other. Yes, <laughs> but I had known about you for years just based off seeing your picture or seeing you out like hosting night night performing, parties, probably, yeah. performing, or just seeing your music, people sharing everything that you were doing. And so if, uh, I always felt like may have like met you, but I felt like I like knew you in that's some cool. way. I feel like that's how the internet works now. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> Like I definitely like you two. I I see you every day, yeah. But yeah. I don't talk to you every day. But I have mm. a, like a, a visual relationship with you guys. Yes, so and you're cool. referring to Mr. Matthew Dean Stewart, who's also in the room. Bam, 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 bam. He is the behind the scenes of this production. <laughs> you are the what is it? The fourth person that we have seen po or mid pandemic. Yeah, sure. Uh, in New York City. Uh, mid new protocols. Mid, yeah. yeah. New York is like kind of okay right now. We are, you know, keeping things very low key. Yeah. Uh, but how has uh, this whole situation has been for you? Like, are you, have you been all right? Like, what's up? I think, what's up? you know, it's funny. It's I Over the course of these past six and seven months, I've been able to check in and at times. I had a birthday in May. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we had summer. And like mm -hmm. anyone who lives in New York, we look forward to New York summers because the yep. weather is nice. We can be out. If we're working, you know, every single day, it's still made better because the weather's good. And, you know, with this being that we've all been kind of stuck within our bubbles or at home, it's been very interesting because um, I don't know, my relationship with nature, my relationship with like my friends and my circles has been very different. But for the most part, it's been good. Once, like, we hit that three-month mark, I mm -hmm. think, and we were able to figure out what, like, the bubbles were yeah. and, like, how to <laughs> incorporate and integrate with people, it kind of became easier. So I've been seeing a lot of the same people for the past six months. Same, same. I have, like, my, like, core yeah. friend group, and, like, I just see the same people over and over yeah. again, which yeah. is not bad. It's fine. It's, like, what we can do right yeah. now. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I'm very nature oriented. So like the last full moon that we had, I had my bubble over and we like set intentions for the new moon. And it just was also a moment to be like, wow, it's been six months since all this has happened. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm I'm good. And I saw that you like recently went camping. Didn't you? I did. I went camping. Have you ever done that I before? I went big gay camping. <laughs> um, I, I grew up camping. I grew, I'm like a nature boy. So I grew up going um, to Big Bear in California Okay. and hiking and camping by the beach and Doheny Beach. And so it was just a nice way to get back to that. But yeah. also it was a gay campsite. So it was like a little like is this going to be like Met Gala or is this going to be like weird? But it was good. We had our own camp space and we had space between us and the other people. And like, again, we stayed in our little bubble. And yeah. It was really fun. It was really good. I mean, it's like going back to where, what you kind of used to or what you grew up with. You grew up in South California. Southern California yeah. Southern, okay. Yeah. How was growing up there? Um, it was good. I liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm a West Coast boy at heart, but at the same time, I... I'm, I've really leaned into being a New Yorker. I mean, I'm still not a New Yorker. I, <laughs> I grew up here. I mean, I've lived here for like, I think 15 years off and on between work and school and life and whatever. But like every once in a while, someone will be like, oh, you're from Southern California. I can hear it in your voice. Like, <laughs> they hear my like Southern California accent. <laughs> or I say the word like 150 times in a sentence. And they're like, are you from the West Coast? <laughs> Uh, but I miss it. I, I I haven't been back to LA in like two years, and I definitely miss it a lot. Uh, is your family still there? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Are you like a family of a few? Like, is it just oh, you? Do you have brothers, me. siblings? No, it's just me. Wow, you're you're. Yeah. It's just you, yeah. and your family's <laughs> just there. Yeah. They don't miss you. You don't miss them. No, I do. I miss them a lot, and I I haven't seen them in a while because anyone who is working in New York knows that you're here to hustle and you're yep. here to just make the thing happen. Yeah. And as much as I want to move to LA and trying to make the thing happen there, it's just. I don't know. I grew up there. Mm -hmm. So I, I like living in a 24-hour city. I mean, not anymore. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, Everything's yeah. changed this year. Mm -hmm. I do want to go back soon, you know, if things change, yeah. when things get better in the next year. But we've got time. So Yeah, we got plenty of time. And there's no, like, really structure as to, like, we can't even really think too far ahead because it's like, what is that? Yeah, it's easy to imagine. But at the same time, we need to sit and wait. Yep, yep. But uh, that's cute. Like <laughs> mom and dad, like yep. what was like growing like in their household? Like what was that like? Um, I was always really rambunctious. My my auntie used to call me frog, <laughs> which I thought was because I was going to grow up to be a, fr a prince, like a frog prince. <laughs> but turns out it was just because I was like hopping around everywhere and like okay. breaking stuff. But I was always really rambunctious. I was kind of a brat when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, something happened. High school, like junior high, where it like switched, and I realized that I need to like not be such a brat, and, like okay. kind of be the cool kid. Probably from watching movies and TV, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I want to be that guy. Your your perspective was changing. Yeah. <laughs> also, like being the only like seemingly queer person in my circles, but at the same time, now looking back, I'm like, oh, I, I clearly wasn't. I just mm -hmm. didn't. We didn't have the outlet. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I grew up in a single family household. My mom, my dad. And then they divorced when I was like six. Mm -hmm. And then it was just my mom and I for a long time. Okay. And um, I had a lot of cousins, a lot of aunties, uncles that I like saw a lot. And I generally was shy growing up. So mm -hmm. I like stayed to myself a lot. But <laughs> um, I would go home and I would um, listen to music and play like songs in my bathroom. And yeah. just like sing and dance in my bathroom for like hours. I can relate to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and because my mom was like cool with the fact that like I wasn't doing anything crazy, she just would let me go. Yeah. So I would come home from school and I would just like put on whatever pop music I was listening to, like put on these concerts and she would like be like, you all right? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Is there anything, any particular concert that you threw for yourself that you could oh my God, you yeah. still remember? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, 
Janet Jackson, The Velvet Rope. Yes. I Know By Heart. <laughs> Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again Tour, I Know By Heart. Yes. Like Michael Jackson, Live From Bucharest. And I just recently watched that again because uh-huh. I, I finally like had a moment. I was like, you know what? Let me give Michael Jackson a chance uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. amidst all the like craziness. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah. Let me remember who this guy was. And it was really good. So like, that's the kind of shit I used to like mm-hmm. learn. I would learn the choreography. I'd learn all the notes. Yep. I would like have costume changes. A hundred percent kid. It's like your talent, you're saying this to me. And I'm like, yeah, exact same thing that I would do when I was young. Exactly the same. I would put on like uh my bed sheets around my like waist and pretend I was wearing a dress yeah. and like perform all of Britney's songs. Yeah, like I get it a hundred percent. Uh but it seems like your you said like your mom was a hundred percent she was cool with it. Cool with it. Yeah, she never was she never was like anti that <clears throat> and she definitely like I used to beg to be put in dance classes uh-huh. and she would always be like, oh, I don't really know about that. It's kind of expensive. Like maybe not, maybe not. But I would beg and beg and beg. And finally she put me in tap and I just hated it so much because okay. it was just me. I was the only boy. It was like, mm. all these girls and me. And I didn't want to be like that kid. So I leaned into just recording these concerts on HBO and MTV. And I just learned choreography from sight and for some reason, it stuck. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. self-taught. I feel like yeah. a lot of people, like, that's what they ended up doing. And granted, maybe tap wasn't the best place <laughs> to... I probably shouldn't have done that. ...to explore. I just wanted the shoes. I just wanted to be like... Maybe you could venture back into it later in life. Yeah, great. Well, now size 13 and so Yes, you were super tall, which I'm sure you've been told plenty of times. Yeah, twice. Just on the way here. I mean, it sounds like home life, like with your mom, was very nice, easy. When it started venturing off into school, did you feel like concrete in yourself, or was it a lot kind of like a slowly but surely like a self discovery thing? I think it was a slowly but surely kind of thing because I mean, it wasn't perfect. No one's childhood is mm. perfect. Even the ones who have a seemingly good childhood have had moments that they have resentment or whatever. And I think for me, like growing up in a single family home and not having like a father figure it kind of pushed me towards finding what that was. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I definitely found myself feeling safe at home and feeling comforted at home, but also feeling a little bit sheltered and a little bit like over nurtured. So I think as I got older and started to realize that like my kind of like craving for these like masculine macho energies in my life was like maybe turning into something else it became very clear that like I either needed to figure it out for myself or I needed to just talk about it. Yeah. And I think it ended up being a mix of both. Like I was in therapy at a very young age Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of really good friends who I could like open up to about those kind of things. And I don't know, like in my adult life, I look back and I'm like, wow, I guess it wasn't all bad, especially Mm -hmm. talking to other people who've had like really shitty things happen. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it was a, it was a good time to grow up. I mean, now we have Facebook, my whatever, so much. the whole thing. And like, I didn't get a phone until I was, I think I got my first phone when I was 14 or 15, uh-huh. but it was like a Motorola flip phone, yeah. like a big ass Zach Morris yeah, yeah. car phone. And that eventually turned into like the Razor, the Nokia and the whole thing. Oh my God, the Nokia phones with right. like the different face covers. Right, exactly. <laughs> but all you could do was text and call. Yeah, them. yeah. Now to be able to like be on the internet and like, porn could you imagine like yeah yeah (laughs) there's so we probably yeah i kind of like parts of part of me is like i kind of am glad that i didn't grow up with the internet i remember like the internet happening when i was growing up yeah and i'm like i'm kind of happy that i was able to kind of witness it as it came up and not baby be 
in it while it's already here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's also fantastic. So, like, there's a part of me that is jealous of that. Like, especially, like, when I meet younger queer people and I see how comfortable they are in their skin. In that sense, for it's sure. It's so cool. It's so cool. And it's so inspiring. Even in the things that I create now, I'm like, it's cool to know that, like, my friend's 14-year-old non-binary sister is, like, looking at me and she's getting inspired. Or they're getting inspiration from me. And I'm getting inspiration from them yeah. based on their energy. So it's just really cool. No, that's true. Like that's something that, and that's a lot of the reason why I decided to do this because I often find that like when you're a queer creative or queer musician, the platforms that you are given are not as available or as frequent as they should be. And when they do come around, it's very like small, the space or chance that you're much space that you're given to talk about. So I wanted to do this just so that people could have a fuller understanding of how we got to point A and point B mm -hmm. and blah, 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 and how we got to being the people that we are today doing all the things that we want to be doing in life. But it sounds like you were kind of able to navigate that, you know, have your rough, rough patches here and there like everyone else. Yeah, in a way. I think I, it's like, if I were to find my old journals and my old notebooks, I'd probably find little hints at me creating boy radio yeah you know what i mean like, yeah i definitely have drawings and definitely have little moments of being inspired by people that i was watching at the time style choices hair choices whatever that whole thing until now i can look back and be like oh yeah i remember when i i watched um, the rocky horror picture show and i saw tim curry mm -hmm. as frankenfurter for the first time and being like I don't know who that guy is, but like he's fucking awesome. And yeah, be awesome like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you are. You I mean you do so many things, and and you've created such a like a great space for yourself, and it's like your own, and you could kind of do whatever you want in it. But I want to say, where did kind of like Boy Radio? Where when was he born? When was he birthed? <laughs> um, there was one. There's actually a date, and I don't remember the actual date, but there's a time where I called myself boy radio for a thing uh -huh. i was performing at the latex ball okay which is you know the annual vogue ball that they do um house of extravaganza mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um is like one of the big houses that pretty much puts it on and hector extravaganza grandfather hector extravaganza asked me to perform at it and okay. i was like yes absolutely and so i produced a cover of vogue madonna's vogue and came up with this concept that was like hotel like bellhops and like guests and like extravagance and opulence and this whole thing hired and rehearsed dancers and we had these whole looks and the whole thing and before i was calling myself something else like i really wanted to to start a band yeah yeah and for the time that i was performing in new york city at like lower east side clubs i was performing under this this band name hoping that eventually it would turn into a group or something like okay. that and it just wasn't happening i wasn't finding people i was auditioning people it, i wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like a singing group or boy band or yeah, whatever, yeah. but just wasn't working. And then I got this, you know, this gig or whatever. And the day before they started putting all the information up, they're like, okay, so, you know, what do we mark you as? And I was like, I think I'm changing it. I think it's officially going to be boy radio. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I was yeah, like, great. Yeah. And it like caught. And I said it once. Uh -huh. And then the next day I remember someone was like, oh, you're boy radio. And like, I hadn't told anyone yet. I hadn't changed my handles. I hadn't uh -huh. like, made the announcement. So it just stuck it stuck around yeah it was just easier and and it comes from an intentional place like i i love boy george and mm -hmm. his whole energy of like the renaissance queer renaissance of the time that he was coming up in pop music oh totally it was like the 
the new romantic kind of era of like boys and ladies and whatever creatives queers all of it like celebration of music and art and just like fucking shit up yeah yeah so there's a lot of boys there's a lot of ladies there's a lot of this is and that's and i took it and i was like i'm gonna be boy radio simple as that it's simple as that and it works <laughs> and it does have a really good ring to it so i could see how like you just maybe saying it one time and someone else hearing it and be like yeah that is just like it. it's yeah. easy it's yeah. easy it's but- like when i came up with yahoo <laughs> they were like yeah search engine like <laughs> wow I'm, you're so rich i know <laughs> i'm so but that's actually kind of interesting how the that you kind of because I mean obviously the music was always kind of like the foundation of it all. Yeah, it always was, always mm-hmm. is, still is. Yeah, I mean, but maybe not is anymore. I think I leaned into the visual aspects of it more, mm-hmm. and you know I've always wanted to be a model, but I I didn't feel really confident in my body in that way. And I think you know giving myself an extra name, giving myself a, another personality, a way of expressing my ego, allowed me to lean into the things that I wasn't comfortable with, like. Lean into my sexuality, lean into my queerness, lean into my height, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. weight, my looks, whatever, and turn that into something else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Here you are. And you want? I want to say you've released, started releasing music yeah. as Boy Radio 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And the first song you put out was Trust? Yeah. Was it Trust? Technically, yes. Yes. Yeah. Technically, so there was a lot of songs you probably have hidden somewhere, locked in cages. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that has been taken off, and there's a lot of stuff that like could potentially find its way back up. Like I did a song called "Let's Go Party." It uh-huh. was like a, a play on Aqua's Barbie Girl. Okay, and there are people who have seen that video and who know about it, but I never really released the song. Mm. I might, actually, I should. It's a good song. Yeah. So that was like one of like the early, like yeah. the early beginnings of it, and that's like you playing around. Kind of like seeing what worked, what you liked. That you Playing with doing. sounds and, yeah. and experimenting and kind of just like being carefree about it. And mm-hmm. I'm leaning more into that now. Yeah. I'm trying to find that again because I think when I came out with Pop That um, a few years ago and Neon Romance a few years before that as like an EP, mm-hmm. I really leaned into storytelling from my perspective of relationships and you know, my exes and love life and sex life. And, that, and I really wanted to lean into like telling these real real inspired stories but also i kind of have taken myself out of the fantasy element of it okay whereas before it was like i'm gonna write a song about barbie and how she's yeah, yeah, playing, yeah, yeah, like yeah. doesn't need a man anymore and I'm like, <laughs> so yeah i love that though because i think music doesn't necessarily have to be one thing or the other like obviously if it's always nice to hear your perspective when it comes to relationships sex all of that but it's also nice every now and then to like kind of like throw whatever at the wall and just like have fun with it no truly yeah yeah at the end of the day you want people to enjoy it and it doesn't really matter which way you go about it as long as like you love what you're doing you know and i think that's always the goal i always tell people like who always reach out to me to music i'm like well like do you like it (laughs) yeah Yeah. like don't ask me if i like it do you like it (laughs) (laughs) true it's real and a lot of people do like their own stuff which is good and bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's nice to to be smart about it because you want you want people to you want people to listen to it. Obviously, yes. And and I I've had some really really like I was in the gym before all this happened and someone came up to me. I can't believe I still can't believe this happened. It was so cool. <laughs> they came up to me and I was in the gym and they like tapped on my shoulder and I was like, oh hi. And they showed me their phone and they were just listening to me. And they oh. were all like point point yeah. point like walked yeah. away and I was like. 
that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really that's cool. ultimately like like that's why you do what you yeah, do. You want cool. you want to reach people and they, you want them to res- like resonate with like, yeah. what you're doing. And obviously, I feel like not even just out maybe with the music even even outside of the music it's nice to see someone who looks like you and has been celebrated for the things that you do and i feel like a lot of people cheer you on at least from what i can see it feels like you're always being celebrated and i just think that already speaks volumes as to your character and like how how you probably treat people and um and that's why i was like i want to talk to you because i'm like i've known your name i've seen you around i see you doing all these things and and it is inspiring to see and i'm sure you and that's what i'm saying like that that person that you met at the gym probably was so happy to like finally see you in real life to kind of be like, listen, I, I love what you do. Here's proof of it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I'm just happy that, that people are listening. And I definitely know that I need to be releasing new stuff, especially in the current climate. Like there's a lot of things that I've taken into account and I'm going through the same thing everyone else is going through in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's also just everyone has really taken, I think it's important that everyone has taken this time to reinvestigate what they want. Oh, hundred percent. What's next? A hundred percent. If anything, I feel like I've even I for myself, I can say that like this has like put a huge like spotlight on that, mm-hmm. like a big magnifying glass. Like, what do you want out of life? What do you want to keep doing in your life? What actually? What actually do you care about? What do you stand for? Yeah. And what don't you stand for anymore? Exactly. And like, what can't you stand for anymore? So, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. even with that perspective, now you could still look back and be proud of the things you've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put out an album last year yeah you pop that which yeah. is like technically your debut album yeah. and it's a collection of songs that you've had for a while some of them so, and then there's some new stuff in mm-hmm. there too it's like a mixture it's kind of like almost like a great greatest hits meets like a new edition in a way i feel like <laughs> there was i feel like because trust was the first single and i put mm-hmm. that out technically a long time ago i just didn't have a home for it mm-hmm. and then when mm-hmm. i found that that song mixed well with another song and then that song mixed well and that was, I was like oh I have an album and I have a story mm-hmm. to tell and I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with it on another level more than a face in a crowd I'm a rebel trying to take you to the top to whatever from the front to the back I'm a test you yeah nothing like a rest boo. you can't trust me I'm gonna trust you doing every little thing that we can do from the front to the back I'm gonna get you too That was a couple years ago, but I feel like that song still sounds fresh now. Oh, cool. It does. I love it. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, totally. Trust is like one of my favorite from yours. And I feel like it doesn't sound like it was released in 2016 or whatever. It sounds like it could still be released right now. Yeah. Dope. And I love, and like you said, it, I feel like it does make sense at the top of, of the record because then it goes so effort, like a seamlessly into strobe and it just makes sense. <laughs> and it's like you're on this little journey. Yeah. And yeah, it makes sense. So I get why it's on there and I don't, and I'll, you have to remember people's attention spans are so oh, like yeah. small these days. Yeah. Like it's like on to the next, on to the next. So they probably don't even realize that they've heard this song and it could be whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But is there any like song particularly like on that album that you, that I really like, that you really love or you're proud of or anything? I really love Strobe. Yeah. Strobe. I do love Strobe a I lot. I really like bop to that every now and then it'll like shuffle on in my Spotify and I'm like, yes, I'm going to 
to let this play. <laughs> um, I really love Buzzkill. Mm-hmm. I know it's a little strange, but I really love that song. And um, I really love Home Late, the secret track at the end. And um, uh, Life in Pink is still one of my favorites. Yeah. Life in yeah. Pink. I love Life in Pink. Yeah. Because it's just fucking weird. It is weird, <laughs> but like it, it works. When I take you in my arms When I take you in my arms When I feel you in my heart I see life in pain I see life in pain I see life in pain When it comes to like making a song like Life in Pink, like where does how does it start for you? So that song in particular, um, I met um, this guy named Goldson. Uh-huh. We met on Scruff actually. Oh, and it wasn't sexy at all. It was like <laughs> I I was at one of my good friends at the time. We were having this back and forth, and they were like, they were like, you know what, fuck, I just want to make music, and I was like, yeah, do it. And they're like, but I don't know how. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like you need to reach out if you're not producing the music yourself. You need to find producers. Yeah. And so the next day. They call me and they're like, I changed my scruff profile to want to make music, question mark. And he started getting all these messages from people who were like, I want to fuck, but I also want to make music. (laughs) And it never really happened because he kept getting distracted by the hookups. Uh But I was like, that's a good idea. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So and I was just out of a relationship and I really wasn't looking for anything. Like even hookups, I was kind of like, I'm good. Like I can vet those people differently than this. So I did the same thing and I got this message from, from this person and we talked and we met and we swapped music back and forth and we just vibed out. And then one day he was like, I have this song. It's an idea for La Vian Rose. Okay. Um, I think it would be good, but like, I want to see what you do with it. Mm-hmm. He sent me like a version of it that was a demo with a lot of things missing. And then I sent him a version that I added stuff to it. And we just had like a back and forth, back and forth. And then finally we had like the final thing. That's so cool. Yeah, it's very rare. But I almost feel like it's like almost ahead of its time in the sense like I feel like that's how people are making songs now. Yeah. No, yeah, because of the distance. Because of the distance, like we couldn't like really like be together. So like that's you guys, you guys were like ahead of your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, and in the same way, like a lot of the stuff that I'm working on right now is with this producer, Blue Mystic. Okay. Who did Strobe. Okay. And they're based in Toronto. Oh. We've never met face to face. Oh. And we've been working together for almost six years. That's, that's amazing. 
But you, do you guys do like FaceTimes or anything? FaceTime. Wait, really? It's I've just all just like texts and stuff? It's phone calls and texts. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. But you guys just get each other yeah. in that sense? We vibe. It's a fun vibe. Yeah. That's so interesting yeah. to me. Because that's like the one thing I'm truly fascinated with with most uh, artists who like, you know, there's people who like produce themselves or like they produce sometimes, but then they also work with other people. My curiosity is like, how do you get like what's in your brain uh -huh. translated to the person who's producing the music? It's hard. Yeah. yeah I was going to say like yeah. that must like. Especially if you have a really visual mind mm -hmm. where you like, I hear it, I see it. I like hear this idea for a song and I see this video and like. But then you can't articulate it, uh -huh. then it's not going to happen. Yeah. Unless you learn how to play an instrument and like do it yourself. So, yeah, I don't know. It's we we speak the same language in a way. Do you do like uh, like voice uh, notes or anything like that? Yeah. Do you have sing yeah. to your phone? Just little stuff? like clips of like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> or like play something and send it to him and then he'll play something, send it back. And we're like, we're trying to write something new now. We're playing with a few different sounds. And like we said before, like trying to take ourselves out of the energy of like everything is so serious mm -hmm. not necessarily just the political climate but like just like relationships even yeah like being able to forgive people and move on and find some joy and you know make songs about just like dumb shit again yeah especially now like we kind of need we need to allow ourselves to just like take care of each ourselves take care of each other and also like make sure that we are still having joy amidst all this craziness mm -hmm. and music at least for me and i'm sure for a lot of people is that like escape that easy escape put something on forget about what's going on and just like tune out dance in your apartment or wherever you are and just like let yourself ease your mind a right. bit. <laughs> yeah yeah totally so if that is the goal i am 100 here for that we're, we're working on it <laughs> <laughs> now is the vibe you want to go for kind of like along the lines of strobe like to be continued or like are we what's yeah, like what are we feeling i could say that i could say it's it's definitely still on the electro vibe i tend to lean into more like melodic sing-songy type songs mm -hmm. and i you know i trained my voice i like went to performing arts school and i love singing and as a vocalist, like, I'm always trying to challenge myself. Yeah. But sometimes with pop music, it's easy just to sing the one note the entire time. Yeah. Or like, da 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 I know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> you trying to give us some velvet rope up in here? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. So, so yeah, we'll see. There's a few really good ideas that I love and that I'm starting. Like, you know, it's, it's good. Or at least I can say, I know it's good when I can't stop thinking about it. Uh -huh. And then I have to get the idea out of me. Uh -huh. Once it's done, like when Strobe came to us, it was like, I could not stop thinking about those verses. Yeah. And then I had to record them. And I had to get them right. And then once it was done, I was like, it's done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Well, I mean, it feels I could just like the way you're talking about it. It feels like you got that like energy, like those creative juices are cooking and it feels and it feels good. Yeah, it's coming back. I'm That's excited. Like, we'll see. We'll see just because I definitely it's about timing, too. Yeah. And, you know, all the things. Well, I, I, I will say to you, like, just don't feel like you need to rush or anything. Take your time. Remember that you put out a whole entire album last year. <laughs> yeah. We could wait for it to be right when you feel it's right. 
I think, uh, if anything, like you're laying down the proper like grounds and like steps for yourself to for people to kind of like take it all in in a in a in a good way. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Talking to you just now, um, I could f- feel that like it's going to be like a very easy thing moving forward. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited just because Boy Radio has been through a lot, and I'm excited to like put him in a new a new situation. Yeah, yeah. As you should, and I mean, in the meantime, you could still like drop those thirst traps like you've oh, been yeah. dropping li- the last few days, <laughs> <laughs> and, and those will keep us plenty of satisfied until then. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's just fun. <laughs> Well, that's that's the other thing. Like, I love that because, like myself, I like to show people this is all the things that I'm doing. Like, here, here's a playlist that I do. Here's like a, a article I just put up. Here's this, but also here's my ass. I love my ah! ass. I hope you enjoy it too. <laughs> you know what I well, mean? The, you know the thing. The thing for me these past six months too is I've always fitness and wellness has always been really important mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I was a skinny boy my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, I my dad is uh, sixty. Seven, uh-huh. I think he is, <laughs> and he's one hundred and say like sixty pounds. Like he's always been thin. He's wow. my height. He's six two. And so for me, genetically, it's always been like I'm gonna be the the skin skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. My whole life. And so like when I really leaned into fitness, it wasn't just about sexuality and trying to be like macho and look like the guy. Well, of course, it was because I wanted to really push myself and push the limits of my own like physicality. Yeah, and. Now that I'm feeling like I, I know what I'm doing, it's not just thirst trapping because I definitely, I, I'm good. I have a boyfriend. Like, <laughs> I mean, people do send me things on the messages. and Unsolicited. Like, That's cute. Like, <laughs> save that one. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's, I think with, with social media, especially it's interesting because it's like our personalities are coming to play. And totally. like a part of us like sharing those pictures is also just like, embracing maleness and embracing yes. the body and even girls and, and and our trans family that are doing it like it's embracing your body to say like my body is my body mm-hmm, and me sharing mm-hmm. that is you appreciating but also me appreciating i love i've always loved that same i'm 100 for that i always tell everyone that i know like when i was young i would the opposite of person to do that right i would not want to show no, anything i was yeah, hiding all the super, time super, super me too. and now i'm just like let it all hey, hang out and it's have because- you ever seen balls <laughs> <laughs> exactly like i just i think there's something so beautiful about exp- showing other people that you love y- your body and you feel like concrete and happy with it and also like i'm letting you know that you should be able to do the same for yourself yeah and yeah let it all hang out yeah so there's, i mean i've i've uh i remember when you took some photos with sam morris uh-huh. my friends from london and i've seen those photos and um <laughs> I, th- I think it's great. I, f- I really do. I really like, I think about it like this in 10 years, when you look back at the photos that you've taken and the work that you've done, like you'll be able to say that was me at this time. Yes. This is what was going on. 100%. This is what I was celebrating and this is where I'm at right oh now. Oh my God, totally. Yeah. I look back at all of it and I want to like be like 70, whatever. And if I have grandchildren or I don't or nephews, whatever. Any of that, I want to be like, look at me when I was your age, you know? Yes, like I want to do all of that and not be like scared about it. Yeah, you know, like we only got this one life, this one body to live in until we're we're here. Why not like do play with all the colors? Yeah, truly. 
I don't like to live it myself. I don't think you, I feel like you are that person likes to play around too. Yeah. You play with all the colors and you play with fashion. You play with your queerness. You play with your body. You play with your health. Like you do it all. You do it all. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So before we end this, have you ever, I like, this is like the last thing I like to do uh, at the end of the podcast. Have you ever seen that Whitney Houston interview where she talks about one of her like performances or I forget what exactly it is, but she just goes, but wow, what a moment I will never forget. A moment that is most pleasing to me in my career. <laughs> this is a, okay. All right. Have I looked back? Do I have something I look back on? And I think like what is a moment that you could look back at? Cause I feel like as creatives, we often yeah. are always like onto the next, onto the yeah, next, like what's true. the next move? What's the next move? Sometimes we forget to like look back and see like, oh, well, I did this, I did this, 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 and this. And I'm, I was proud of myself when I did that. Hmm. I definitely have a few. And you know, it's funny. I think the the performance I told you about when I did the latex ball, when uh -huh. I like premiered yeah. Boy Radio and did Vogue by Madonna, it to me is something that holds really, really high in my memory because we rehearsed for so long. I mean, it wasn't like we took three months to rehearse this thing. We rehearsed it for two weeks. And I was working with people who were my friends at the time, who were incredible, who are still incredible and are working, I'm sure, in some fashion, someplace, mm -hmm. um, who just at, at the same level of intensity and intention that I brought to knowing that it was me singing live on the microphone, me knowing the, these steps, having people look at me with this show and be like, oh, who's this guy? Mm -hmm. like, what, is he, what does he stand for? They brought that same energy. They knew that like them dancing was gonna be about knowing the steps, not having things be off or whatever. Like they came prepared, they came ready to play. And there was that level of like excitement mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. under like the thing that you get chills from when you when you see someone really do something that you love. Or like we talk about Janet and Brittany Allen. I used to get chills when I watched them. Yeah. And I always thought to myself, I wanna be able to do that for someone. Like mm -hmm. I want, I want to create something where at one point something so unexpected happens that people just can't help but cheer or yeah. get chills. And that was that for me. That was the first time that I ever really had like a, a proper pop show happen. Yeah. And I had a big audience. We, we did it at Terminal 5 and the choreography was on point. Like everything was on point. And I remember like seeing videos from other people that next day that, and I could hear the audience reacting to things. And it was exactly what I wanted. So. As far as I'm concerned, like that was one of my like proudest moments. Yeah. But like moving forward, like that's something that I always aspire to. Like whenever I create stuff, I want to be able to make things that like people aren't going to be expecting what's coming. So then when it happens, it's like, I can't help but like this. Like even mm -hmm. if you hate it, mm -hmm. like even if you look at me and you're like, fuck that boy radio guy, like it causes a reaction, <laughs> yeah. good or bad. It's good or bad. Like yeah. whatever it is, you can't help but be like, you know what? It's good though. Or like, I still feel a certain way about it. Like even the pictures that I just posted from the leather company that I just worked with, like you might hate it, but like, they're not bad pictures. No, <laughs> no. And I feel like it's all up into, everyone's going to interpret things differently. Totally. And that's something that like you learn it over time. And it's like, you can't really like feed into it. It's like, do you like it? Like I said, it goes yeah. back to that. Do you yeah. like it? Yeah. The end. And I do. <laughs> and I, and I hope, I hope that, um, you know, as we go forward in this year that everyone really starts to lean into that mentality because it's like the more we like ourselves, the the better we can approach other people. Yes. Because then we can like be, you know, we can open our hearts and be like, oh, like I like the whole mask thing. Like, of course, I'm I'm wearing my mask because I care about you enough to know that like if you showed up not wearing one, 
I'm going to be a little weird about it if we're in public or something like that. But mm-hmm. like, I care enough about myself to care enough about you. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a perfect message to leave off on. But where can uh, everyone find you on social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm at boy.radio on Instagram. Um, you can go to boyradio.net. That's my website. That's yes. where I'm going to be announcing things soon. Yes. But also, Instagram is my home. Yeah. I definitely use that one as like my number one base of info. Yes. And as it grows, like you can find me literally on other things too, but you got to search for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to click. Clip of everyone going <laughs> on their computers. You ever seen balls before? <laughs> well, no, I, I don't have any fans or anything. Just <laughs> but definitely follow you on instagram uh make sure you check out his album pop that if you haven't already itunes spotify title all of them youtube music yes and i want to thank you for talking to me mr boy radio (laughs) this has been john ali and boy radio bye I think you know this and now you dance, dance. I'm watching your body go merry go Dancing with the lights Turn on my pain We can do it right now I want to dance, I want to win, I want that trophy. Mm.